Aloha. Welcome to the Mr. G podcast. This is episode 16. Today, we're going to be talking about celebrities that used to be homeless in honor of Jimmy Butler, who used to sleep in a laundromat and is now the biggest star and the biggest stage for the NBA finals basketball games coming up on Thursday, seven game series. So um, congratulations to the Miami Heat and congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. They're going to be playing each other. Um, those of you listening today, you can listen to the Mr. G podcast on Amazon Podcasts. Apple Podcasts is the best place. Just type Mr. G Podcast. Also Spotify, of course, and uh, iHeartRadio Podcast, as well as a few other places. The full episodes of the Mr. G Podcast are uploaded right away onto Twitter and YouTube. So if you want to catch up as well, you can catch up there. Like I said, today's episode is episode 16. And let's get right into it. Celebrities that used to be homeless. Number one, we have Holly Berry. Now, Holly Berry, I already know this because I had previously made a movie. <laughs> I made a movie. I made a uh, few videos about uh, celebrities that used to be homeless. Back then, I, I was I was actually homeless in the Portland, Oregon library, in the Multnomah County Library in Portland, Oregon. And I was looking online because I, I kept on saving stories in the back of my head about celebrities that used to be homeless because they would inspire me and, uh, you know, keep uh, help me to keep going. Uh, but I looked and I was like, nobody, I figured somebody would have made a montage video of all the celebrities that used to be homeless. And nobody, I couldn't find a single video on YouTube or on the Internet of that. So I spent that day in the Portland, Oregon library while I was homeless making a video about celebrities that used to be homeless. So I got to learn all about all the celebrities that used to be homeless while making this video. And there were so many of them, I had to make a part two and use a whole new song for a whole new montage. But about a week after I put up this video, it got a decent amount of views on my first YouTube channel. And uh, then right after that, like three major media corporate corporations made like almost exactly the same videos, celebrities that used to be homeless. And then their videos got millions of views. And now you can see that story everywhere. So I just Googled famous people, former homeless. And here we have Holly Berry. Like I said, Holly Berry was kicked out by her mother when she was 21 in New York City. And she ended up living in a homeless shelter in New York City. The New York City homeless shelter is notorious for uh, crimes. And it's probably the largest, uh, you know, city homeless group in the United States. But you don't want to judge a book by its cover, and there's diamonds in the rough wherever you look. So imagine Holly Berry, one of the most uh, gorgeous uh, actresses, uh, James Bond's girl, um, and she's 21 years old in a homeless shelter. So you, you don't ever know somebody's story and what they had to go through or what they're capable of. So never judge a book by its cover. All right, up next... We have Hillary Swank, also I'm familiar with this story. Uh, Hillary Swank, the million-dollar baby star, used to be homeless when her and her mom first moved to Los Angeles. They lived in her mother's car and booked auditions at the 7-Eleven payphone. So um, that's really a, a, a testament to having uh, supportive parents who believe in you and believe in what you're doing. Uh, Hillary Swank, she had a, a mother who believed in her. And uh, she ended up winning two Academy Awards as well for Best Actress. Next up, we have Jewel. 
I've all, whenever you talk about celebrities that used to be homeless, everybody mentions Jewel. Uh, she was born Jewel Kilcher, but today everybody known her as her first name. Before that, in the early 90s, uh, she lived out of a van, um, as it doesn't say it here, but I believe the story is she um, refused to sleep with her boss and he refused to give her uh, her her last paycheck and uh, she found herself living in a van. Next up, Dr. Phil. Philip Calvin McGraw, known to viewers as Dr. Phil, was once homeless as a child. Who would have thought that he was ever homeless? All right. Next up, Daniel Craig, James Bond. So a James Bond girl and a James Bond actor were both homeless. Can you believe that? Holly Berry, former James Bond girl, and uh, Daniel Craig, the one, the the James Bond when I think of James Bond. And uh, he actually, when he was struggling as an actor, he slept on a park bench in London. So, I mean, it's hard not to. Everybody judges everybody walking around. But if you're walking down a street at night and you see a guy, James Craig, sleeping on a bench, you know, with I, I picture like newspapers as blankets, which worked half ass. You know, I've, I always saw it on TV growing up and I, once or twice or a dozen times I found myself in that position. I was like, oh, I get to try out the newspaper blankets. So then it's just like... <laughs> But then they're just like all crumply. And by the time you wake up, you're just like, if it's that cold, you're just like in a ball. And, you know, maybe I've wrapped myself in a ball of newspaper before, but it doesn't work as well as they act like in the movies. You know, so Daniel Craig. Yeah. Once the James Bond, uh, once he wasn't in, in, a, in a tuxedo and he wasn't uh, on, a, on a beautiful yacht, he was sleeping on a fucking park bench. All right. So, but look at him now. Things change, you know. Next up, Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry might be close to a billionaire, right? He's a, a mega mogul movie maker. And years before he gained fame in the Mattia blockbuster films and before he established his own production company, uh, Tyler spent time homeless living in a Geo Metro, if I'm not could remember. People that are old enough, there was a time, I guess maybe on the mainland, they're, they're still around. I've never seen a Geo Metro in Hawaii, but Geo Metros were everywhere. They were like the most common car uh, during the late 90s and early 2000s. All right, next up, Susie Orman. You know, it's funny. There's so many, uh, you know, really rich people that used to be homeless. They say millionaires are generally always through inheritance, but billionaires are generally always self-made. So Susie Orman, she lived out of her van for four months in Berkeley, I believe, back in 1973. But now she advises others on their finances. Susie is worth $25 million, by the way. I remember learning that story while I was in a library in Berkeley, uh, that Susie Orman uh, lived in a car, and she would go to the public library, the Berkeley Public Library, just like I did when I was homeless. All right, next up, Charlie Chaplin. Uh, if you read my book, Gonzo Education, the uh, I think it's called the Epitaph, the, uh, where you have a quote at the beginning. I have a quote from Charlie Chaplin uh, that says, the whole point of the little fella is that no matter how down on his ass he is, no matter how well the jackals succeed in tearing him apart, he's still a man of dignity. He can still look down on you and your whole bloody bunch of money-hungry scum. And I love Charlie Chaplin and I love the character, the tramp, because that quote says it all. He 
his character, the tramp, the whole point of the little fella is he had dignity. He held his head high. If he was struggling to just get a bite to eat, he was still a man of dignity. And I've had a very hard life. I've worked very hard jobs. I've been in very tough positions, but I've still always kept my dignity. I've never begged for money. I've never you know, been addicted to hard drugs or even barely used them. I've uh, never uh, you know, lived in a, a homeless camp. I've barely ever been to a shelter despite being homeless for years, you know, and uh, I've always kept myself up well-dressed. And the most important thing about being homeless is not letting other non-homeless people know that you're homeless. So uh, that's what I see with the little tramp. Like he's just like a traveler and a tramp is what they used to call, you know, hobos that, you know, would catch the trains and go from place to place during the 1920s and the great depression and even into the forties and world war two time and uh, tramps would go and find a meal here and there and have a, uh, at a soup kitchen. And there are modern day tramps that have done more traveling than the vast majority of people, more than like 70% of people don't go within a 50 mile radius of their hometown of where they were born actually. And uh, you meet, I've met homeless people across the United States that they get around. They've been to the East coast, West coast, deep South, and they know the United States better than just about anybody. So credits to him, uh, Charlie Chaplin. He's a, a, a great, uh, silent filmmaker. And I'm going to put a quote of his in my next book that's coming out as well, which is the sequel to Gonzo education. All right. Next up on the list, we have Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington, after establishing himself as a respected actor in Australia, uh, decided to move to the United States in the late 2000s. He fell on his luck, and uh, when he received the news that he received, uh, he got the part for Avatar, uh, he was living in his car. All right, next up, Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison was a struggling poet musician. He slept everywhere from rooftops to cars and even under the pier at Venice Beach. Hey, that's where I got my tattoo in Venice Beach. Uh, Jim Morrison, you know, he lived a very short, fast life. He died at 27 and the Doors had some success for about five years. He was raised in an upper middle class household, uh, but he was homeless uh, when he dropped out of uh, UCLA film school or it was either USC or UCLA film school. And I remember uh, from the movie, the door, the famous movie, The Doors, uh, his film project uh, was very abstract, and the other students laughed. Uh, he ended up dropping out of college, and that was uh, worked out for him. Next up, I was surprised to see James Cameron. Uh, director James Cameron lived out of his car, but for selling the rights to The Terminator for $1. I don't know how that $1 made uh, got him out of off the streets, but yeah, he was living in his car. A lot of these celebrities, you know, they're living in their car, but that does count as being homeless. Maybe not in Hawaii because there's, you know, it's just so expensive here. Next up, William Shatner. Uh, hooray for William Shatner. A great American, even though he's from Canada. William referenced his experience of being houseless on Twitter um, after he was cast as Star Trek and played Captain Kirk. Uh, he actually lived behind a movie theater with a dog in his truck. And I don't need to click on that. I already know about it. Let's see. Who else? Jim Cramer, uh, a familiar face on CNBC. When he was younger, someone broke into his apartment right after he gra graduated from Harvard Law School. 
and uh, stole everything he had. Uh, he was forced to live in his car and occasionally, uh, you know, friends would let him uh, stay the night and take a shower. Uh, but with the majority of the time he was living in his car before he became a multi-million hedge fund manager, hedge fund uh, manager. Kelsey Grammer used to be homeless. Kelsey Grammer has had more than his fair share of tragedies in his life, um, including being homeless. Randy Quaid, the star of numerous films yet, yet films, yet for some reason he has been troubled with the law in recent years. Randy Quaid is an interesting uh, case. He's just somebody that's maybe just too crazy. Uh, they say like 60% of NBA basketball players go broke within like five, 10 years after they retire. And they're being paid millions and millions. So a lot of it is missed money management. You know, you, you really got to know how to, uh, you know, make your money last in this world. You know, like me, for instance, you know, I could uh, go to the store and get the, uh, you know, expensive uh, cheddar cheese. But instead, I just choose to uh, make my cheese sandwiches like this. With the... Uh, Easy cheese. Today's broadcast is brought to you by nobody. Because <laughs> nobody fucking watches. Nobody listens. It's damn good, though. Not the cheese. The cheese kind of sucks. But my podcast is damn good. Right? This podcast is um, the reason for it. The reason we're talking about this. It's because Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat made it to the NBA Finals. Jimmy Butler is a, a former homeless person. When he was in a youth, when he was a teenager, he had to sleep wherever he could. And one place that he slept was in a laundromat. I myself know how that is. And it's something I'm familiar with. So... I'm really uh, pulling for the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. I said and mentioned on yesterday's podcast that I think the Denver Nuggets are going to win pretty easily in five games, but that was before I saw an interview uh, with Jimmy Heat with Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Heat, Jimmy Buckets, Jimmy Butler, and they asked him what he thought about the series, and he said, "Oh, I'm looking forward to it, and I like our chances." And he just had a sly smile on his face, and uh, non 90% of all communication is nonverbal communication. But after I saw that interview with him where he's like, I like our chances and he wasn't cocky about it. He didn't say it like I did just there. He's like, I like our chances, but he had a sly smile and I saw something in there and it like, he knew something like, you know, sometimes you see somebody and you're like, they have a secret. They know something that you don't know. But hey, that's how I see, and I see the world much differently than everybody else. My brain moves in much faster than others, and uh, you can never see this yourself through other people's eyes. So, this is uh, some good cheese. But I'm I'm going to order some uh, Chick Fil A today, or a friend of mine is actually going to uh, take me out to Chick Fil A. And I had it once before, and I didn't really like it. I think that has to do with acceptancy variation theory. Now, acceptancy variation theory is if you're going into an event or a certain situation and beforehand you've uh, built it up in your head, like 
you're buying a used car, for instance, and you've heard so many things about used car salesmen and you're dreading going to the used car lot and you don't want it to go there. And you know, the guy's going to try to rip you off or overcharge you or have all these add-ons and stuff. But then when you actually go to the used car lot, it's not as bad as you had thought it was going to be. So you overly compensate your experience and you think of it as uh, more highly positive and, uh, a better experience than it actually was. And the same thing can happen with a movie. If somebody's like, oh, this is the greatest movie ever. The Avengers, Avengers Endgame is going to make you cry at the end. The 20 minutes Hawaii movie is, is just so awesome. It's the best thing you've ever seen. And then when you actually see the movie, you're like, oh, and that's because you built it up in your head so much. And I think that's the same one about when I tried Chick-fil-A is for years i've always heard about chick-fil-a it's so good chick-fil-a it's the best chicken i love chick-fil-a i live off of chick-fil-a and here in hawaii there is no chick-fil-a so i never actually got to try it uh recently within the last year or two they opened the first chick-fil-a at the Alamoana center and me and my girlfriend at the time we waited in line and i got my chick-fil-a and I took a couple bites and it wasn't all it's cracked up to be. And that's because I built it up so much in my head. So that's actually acceptancy variation theory. And yeah, I wanted to share that with you. Everybody have a great day. The Mr. G podcast is available. Most definitely the best place is Apple podcast, but you can also listen on Amazon podcast, Spotify podcast. And if you're listening today and not watching the podcast, then it's important that you know that I am not wearing a shirt today. So that's important context. Everybody have a great week and uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Aloha.